Hello and welcome to episode 177 of the Enough podcast. My name is Mike Hurley and I'm joined as always by Mr. Enough himself, that is Mr. Patrick Rowan. Hello, Patrick Rowan. Hello there, sir. How are you today? I am very well. I am very well on this fine day, which is the 20th of November, 2012. And we have once again uh, ruined this episode. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> by having such fascinating conversation before we even started recording. We but we'll get pretend there. like we'll it get never there. happened and then just have it all over again. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, gosh, lots of lots of things popping around these networks, aren't there? Um, yep. So, do you want to talk about a little bit of golden headphone action? Of course I do. I'm gonna probably, this is probably going to be in all the shows. By the end of the week, people will wish I would stop talking about it. But um, last year, we did an awards ceremony called the Golden Headphones. It was the first one that we did. All the hosts got together for a special episode. Um, we had a lot of fun, a lot of clips, a lot of laughs. Um, a edited episode it took a long time for me to put together um, yeah. had everybody on it and it was a real real good fun but the awards were decided by the voting of our listeners and we're doing that again so um, you will find a link in the show notes to a blog post that I have written um, explaining how you can vote in the golden headphone awards so you're voting for things like favorite show favorite host favorite moment um, of any episode of, over the last year uh, things like that but you can also go to um, we've got a short URL for this it's 70db.net forward slash golden headphones and you can cast your votes which we will very much appreciate lovely lovely, lovely. and vote early vote often especially for me exactly. um, <laughs> not to influence it in any way mind you uh, so um, speaking of other hosts on other shows, I'd, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, Mr. Stephen Hackett, um, Memphian, uh, friend, Memphibian, Memphibian, a, a, a patriot, um, a true American hero, um, and uh, uh, one who is uh, choosing to, or has chosen, has already chosen. To turn off, to give up his iPhone for a year. Uh, For a couple of reasons. Number one, um, it's a tremendously good stunt to get a lot of click-throughs to your blog. But um, Oh, that's mean. (laughs) Number two. That would be mean. I won't be mean. I won't be mean. It is great. I I wish I had thought of it first. Um, but uh, but you know number two I, I think is uh, what he stated in in the post announcing this, and inspired by his own admission by uh, oh geez who is it at the at the Verge Paul who's Miller. going without internet for a year Paul, Paul Miller yeah yeah there you go um, inspired in part by that uh, Stephen wanted uh, to see kind of what the world was like without having this kind of constant connectivity in your pocket so easily available. Um, basically, you know, he admitted his own addiction and lack of self-control, maybe, 
to a certain extent. I, I think a lot of the argument and feedback that I saw, you know, him receive on the internet was basically about, you know, what, you can't just have a little self-control? You can't just, like, say, I'm not going to take the damn thing out of my pocket, blah, blah, blah. You know, um... And I, I think his answer was, well, no. That might be easy for you, but it's proven not to be so easy for me, and so I need to choose the nuclear option. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 uh... Talked about him with it on the Five Twelve podcast, mm-hmm. uh, sister podcast to uh, on the network. Um, I mean, was is this? Am I getting anything wrong here? No, no. It was I, I gave Stephen a hard time on the episode, sort of going through um, with him and and sort of trying to. I was kind of trying to play devil's advocate a little bit and, and um, try and understand, you know, why can't you do X, Y, and Z? And um, and it was like that. He was just like, you know, I could you know do what some people say but he doesn't feel that it would work for him and he wanted he'd made the decision that he wanted to just cut the phone out instead um Mm -hmm. and then you know deal with that and and it would be an interesting experiment for him and there would be some interesting things to write about it and and you know he had lots of lots of feelings to it but um part of it was he felt like he was missing things from life um and this would be a way that would force him into appreciating those things a little bit more yeah and I, I mean, <clears throat> so my own experience with this, uh, there's this game that came out uh, about, what, about a month ago now called Letterpress, uh, done by uh, Lauren Bircher. Of, uh, I'm sorry? Uh, Lauren Brichter. Brichter, sorry. Brichter of uh, 8-Bits. And this game is fantastic. <laughs> it's like really, really good. You know, uh, had who who did I see describe it as basically a, a kind of mix up between uh, Words with Friends and Tower Defense. Yeah, that is kind of that is kind of the, a good way to describe like, this game. Yeah, and like with the. You know, with the addiction of both of them combined together, so you get double the addiction, right? Double the dose of the addiction of this game. And, you know, this game just exploded. Like, everybody I knew downloaded this game. And the game is designed to work with Game Center. You can't, like, play against a computer or whatnot. You have to play it against another individual, right? It doesn't work without Game Center, and it doesn't work without playing against someone else. And so you download this thing, and you tie it into your Game Center account. And if you don't have any friends that your friends, you know, that are on letterpress and whatnot, it will auto-find you someone, essentially, through Game Center. But, you know, let's just say... If you're in a circle of geek friends like me and like every one of your friends downloads it, you're in big trouble because they're all going to friend up. You're going to get a million friend requests in Game Center first off. And second off, I mean, at least for the like for the month or so that I had it. I, I It was like several times a day I was getting requests for games. Right. Mm hmm. Now, I'm not much of a gamer, 
But there's a really good reason why I'm not much of a gamer, right? It's because I can't play these games without feeling really guilty about the time that I'm quote-unquote wasting. Like, it's difficult for me to just sit back and enjoy a game. Uh, But especially when I do, it's like a, for me, it's like a solitary sort of thing. Like, you know, I'm going to sit back and enjoy, you know, a jetpack joyride before bed. You know, and it's like half hour before bed. My brain is fried. I can't think enough to to write an email, but it's like, okay, I'm just going to play some jetpack joyride. Yeah. Just to kind of shut off my brain, right? Um, but yeah, playing this kind of competitive thing with friends and whatnot, I quickly, like very quickly, like within a week, like I started playing some games. I'm like, wow, this is a lot of fun. This is a really well designed game. Wow, it's really enjoyable. Ha, ah, this is terrific. And then I had like a dozen other games waiting and like. <laughs> several going and like you know you can play multiple games at once so he's like and all of a sudden it's oh shoot i see what this what's going to happen here and that is that i'm gonna do this i'm like i can already feel myself getting addicted like i can already feel myself trying to think up word combinations and letter combinations while i'm not even playing Mm. right (laughs) like you know I'm still thinking about the game when I'm not playing the game. This is a problem. This is why I don't game. So I'm just declaring bankruptcy on the whole thing. No more letterpress for me. I'm not allowed. I'm too I'm 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 too susceptible to get addicted to it and lose whole blocks of time when I really should be doing other things. And so, I I think sometimes self-control is the ability to admit where you have none. Like, that's the greatest self-control of all, is to know that, hey, I don't have any self-control when it comes to this thing, right? Like a recovering alcoholic, you know, I mean... One of the first things you do in any twelve-step program is admit that you don't have power over the over the drug. Right? You're admitting your powerlessness. You're admitting your lack of self-control, because only by doing so can you know that I can't even have a beer. Like some people can go out and have a beer and have a nice time or whatever. I lack the ability to control myself that way, and therefore, I can't even have a sip. And in some cases, it may be for some people, I can't even be in a situation where it's around. And so, you know, kudos to Stephen for admitting the same thing, right, when it comes to his phone. Because, you know, yeah, he has, he has plenty of self-control. He has terrific self-control. And the best self-control is by saying, I have none. And, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I think, I think it's an interesting thing. I think, um, 
I think more people should certainly take a large introspective work on or look at how they are spending their time when it comes to this stuff and at least be conscious of it. And at least if you're making that choice, you make it consciously and not out of habit or not out of compulsion, if that makes sense. You know, I'm taking my phone out of my pocket for this specific purpose, and when I'm done, I'm going to put it away as opposed to, you know, I, you know, I guess it's like uh, the the post uh, that uh, Dave Kahlo wrote a long time ago about, like, we've lost the ability to, to be bored. And that there's actually something important in being bored, right? That yeah. interesting things can come out of being bored. That when your mind is left with nothing to do, it's free to dream. It's free to come up with ideas. It's free to, to write. It's free to do all manner of things that now we replace with glowing rectangles. And so, I don't know. Just kind of, kind of my take on it. No, yeah. it's it's interesting. I like the idea of um, of, of it being about self. Con I like what you said about self control. Um, yeah. And the way that giving it up is the is like the you know and admitting that you have the problem is like yeah. the strongest form of self control. I quite yeah. like that yeah. because you know that it's so bad that you you have to totally destroy it and remove it otherwise yeah. you know you know you well enough that it won't go away yeah and at least now you know why I haven't why I abandoned our letterpress game and I'm sorry for that by the way but I just had to because <laughs> you knew I was going to beat you well I, I was scared actually yeah. honestly yeah we all yeah. know this I'm really <laughs> bad at letterpress I enjoy it I enjoy it an awful lot but I'm not very good at it yeah. But that's fine by me. I, I don't mind losing. I actually just enjoy the game. It's not about the winning pass, it's about it taking part. Yeah. Apparently. No, I, I was very proud of, like, you know, straight off the bat breaking out Quadrangle. Yeah, as you should be. Quadrangle, I thought, whoa, okay, that that right there, that, that play right there was probably one for the books. Like, that was worth, like, like, okay, that's when I knew I've gotten everything I need to out of this game. Yeah, you can just you can just drop the phone and walk away. I, I can drop it. I can just walk away now because there there you go. I came up I came up with the best word I possibly could uh, in the most difficult situation possible. So uh, yeah, <laughs> nothing, nothing more needed. Oh, but you 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 know what word I haven't been able to spell on letterpress, or at least you know before like before I dropped it. What Squarespace? Oh. He's such a pro. So I, I've been I've been looking. I can, there's I've never had that combination of letters, and that's what I'm looking for. So I know that that would be a winner. Because even though we all know how awesome letterpress is, but Squarespace <laughs> is too awesome for letterpress. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too legit to quit, my friend. Exactly. Squarespace, they give you absolutely everything you need to make an amazing website, and they are our fine and faithful sponsor of this week's episode of the Enough Podcast. Squarespace gives you absolutely everything you need to build a 
fully hosted, completely managed, sorry, they give you a fully hosted, completely managed environment, allowing you to build your own beautiful website. That's yeah. better. You don't build the the environment, Pat. They they build it for you. That's what's that's so great about Squarespace. And that's actually a good point that I've just accidentally made. Unlike other services, you don't need to worry about so- setting up your own hosting, setting up your own themes. It's all taken care of and provided to you for a very low but that's not all you get you get the templates they're not just standard you know oh here's a template put an image in they are beautiful they look fantastic they're responsive they the code is clean they are you know they they just look so great you have some really great choices depending on the type of site that you want to make but they're very customizable in their WYSIWYG design editor you can choose the fonts that you want and they use the Google font library so they've got loads of options for that choose colors you can choose you know where you want images to be what you want the images to be how you want them to be displayed if you want them in the background um, if you want to add some text into an area you want to add um, a social widget with your tweets into an area that's all done through their layout engine you just drag and drop these elements onto a page and you can move them around just as easily you will be absolutely blown away to think that this is all done inside a web browser it's a really really fantastic system Mm. Squarespace has award-winning 24-7 customer support in case you have any problems and they can help you out of any situation that you get yourself in. And they have online workshops to walk you through step-by-step everything you need to know to build your amazing site with them. There's no credit card required to try out Squarespace. Just go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels at 70-D-E-C-I-B-E-L-S. Squarespace is then $10 a month for the standard plan and $20 a month in a limited plan. If you sign up for a year, you automatically get 20% off. And if you and if you sign up for two years, you get 25% off. You just pay up front and you get yourself a discount. If you decide to purchase, I can give you another discount of an additional 10% off your first order by using the offer code 70 decibels 11 at checkout. Thank you to Squarespace for being a long and faithful supporter of Enough and 70 decibels. Yeah, yeah. Thanks once again. They're hanging in with us, man. Mm-hmm. We like that. They love us. We love them. We must be doing an okay job. I hope so. Well, we have our listeners to thank for that, for signing up. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Thank you. So, But if you haven't, then you should. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, furthering along this discussion, um, one of the, the things that did strike me. So, so here's Stephen's plan, Okay. Uh, so the iPhone he gave to his his beautiful bride, right? His wife, right? Like, yeah. if I remember mm-hmm. correctly from his post, you are he's passing the iPhone along to his correct. wife. Mm-hmm. Very correct. He he's he's got uh, you know like some flip phone, what the carriers here like to refer to as a feature phone. Um, and basically, feature phones are anything that's not a smartphone these days. <clears throat> And uh, and so he's got a basic feature phone, but he does have an iPad Mini, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, th- but to t- to enable this, t- I'll just give. <laughs> and I know I since know we're, we're just a- talking about addiction, enables a proper word. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm, go to, ahead. <laughs> to enable this for him to happen, I mean, I know we're like 20 minutes into the episode, and maybe we're just explaining what. In, in full, what Stephen did. So he gave up his iPhone, uh, went to a feature phone, um, but bought an iPad Mini that he will use um, 
to get all of his stuff done on Wi-Fi only. So all of his personal things, his things to the site, will be on Wi-Fi only. Um, he got a a a four G enabled iPad um, in case he has to do anything for his day job because he has his he always has um, his iPad in the field. He's because he works currently. Um, he's helping on, on a construction site for his. He works for the Salvation Army, and they're um, they're building a, a a brand new facility in Memphis, and Stephen's helping mm. coordinate the IT for that. Mm. So he is on the job site quite a lot, um, and therefore needs access to a device um, which has like you know, so you get the Dropbox, access his PDFs, etc. Yeah, makes makes perfect sense for that situation. But I mean, we're talking things, about a construction yeah, site. Right? I was I was really grilling him and sort of saying like, imagine if Tim Cook steps down, are you gonna and you're in a bar, are you gonna use it then? And and you know, <laughs> but once you get into the edge cases, obviously you might make some concessions. But the idea is he will only access the um, those features of iOS, online features of iOS, for his personal use or for his site when he is at a Wi-Fi hotspot only. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I like, you know, I like the idea of this, um, and it uh, resonates with uh, some other things I've kind of been interested in for a while. Um, like, uh, so there's this new kind of upstart uh, wireless uh, provider called Republic Wireless, and they just opened up their memberships yesterday. Um, we, this is one of the things we were talking about before the show, and Michael has already completely discounted the hardware that they give you out of hand. But that's yep. you know, um, that's not here nor there. What's, what's interesting to me is like the model of it. The model of it is this, and that is that, um, unlike regular carriers, wireless carriers here in the U.S., like Verizon and AT and T and whatnot. Uh, they sell the the device is a is a loss leader basically, right? It's a loss leader to sell you their monthly contract, you know, or, or their you know their two year contract paid monthly, right? Um, and so those phones are quote unquote subsidized by that contract. And subsidize is really just a way of saying loss leader, okay? Loss leader meaning we'll give you this thing for for cheap or for less than it's worth because we're going to make our money off, off of you tenfold on the back end. You know, and this is a long-time retail strategy, right? You know, probably best uh, – you know, known in this country by Walmart, who is famous for putting, you know, the giant, uh, you know, two-gallon jar of pickles for 10 cents in front, knowing that you're going to walk in the door to get that 10-cent jar, ch- jar, jar of pickles so that you buy other things while you're there that are more expensive and make up for the 10 cents or for the, you know, I don't know, the $20 they're losing on that jar of pickles. Um, Black Friday, um, the traditional after Thanksgiving season of stuff holiday. Um, and I could have a whole lot more to say on that. And especially since uh, U.S. Thanksgiving is this week where we're, uh, we're thankful uh, for one thing to be free from our British podcasting overlords. Um. Uh, but uh, the 
you know, is built around that idea, right? These Black Friday deals where they're selling Xboxes for a buck. They're doing so because they know while you're there, you're going to pick up three games for it that are, you know, $10 over the normal retail price, you know, <laughs> and thus they're going to make back their money. Um, and so, uh, yeah, similar thing with Republic Wireless. Two forty nine for for the phone. You're purchasing the phone for a price that is comparable to your average, you know, high end smartphone today. <clears throat> Despite the fact that Michael has already discounted the phone, I'm just telling you. According to Michael, the, the hardware, phone is complete crap. Yeah, the hardware is really bad. It's an Android device. Um, it's running um, two point three gingerbread. Um, it's yeah, it's not. So yeah, in all likelihood, they're 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 selling what would normally be a hundred dollar piece of hardware any other carrier for two forty nine, and you. Get that, but part of the reason that they're doing that is because they're flipping that model in reverse, right? You're paying a little bit more up front, probably a lot more for what you're getting, right? You're paying you're paying more up front, but their their monthly plan, which is a month to month, no contract, leave come leave at any time sort of plan. Nineteen dollars. Nineteen. What is it? Nineteen straight or nineteen ninety five? I don't know. I got to look it up. It's up Regardless, up. it doesn't matter. Your average 19. smartphone. What, what is it? It's just flat nineteen. Flat nineteen, right? Your average smartphone plan in the U.S. for unlimited voice, unlimited data, unlimited text. It's going to be about a hundred bucks a month. So you're saving like 80 bucks a month on the back end, going month to month. But this is, this is another thing I think is really interesting. One of the reasons why they're able to offer this plan so cheaply is because the, the, the phone's got built-in built in Wi-Fi calling. So it will first look for open wireless networks, auto-connect to those, Hop between them as it sees fit, and when those are not available, only then will it use the cellular network. So for voice and data, it's it's trying to use Wi-Fi if Wi-Fi is available, which makes a lot of sense because this is the way that they're cutting down costs on the back end for them. This is the way that they can offer um, the you know a similar you know. They can offer unlimited voice, unlimited data, unlimited texting for a fifth of the price of everybody else. And, uh, you know, I've always found these models interesting, right? Um, Kodak does this with their printers. Um, uh, So the deal with inkjet printers, as I hope everyone knows, is that inkjet printers basically are free. (laughs) What they really want is they want to sell you on the ink, right? They're selling consumables. And this is the way the printer industry has worked for a very, very, very long time, long before inkjets, right? It's always been about the consumables. Um, 
because they make far more money on the consumables like ink and paper and things like that than they than they ever will on the hardware. Like Razor, it's the Gillette model, isn't it? It's that, the Gillette model, right. This is yeah. known far and wide as as the Gillette model in that yeah. you're buying Plan- the blades, not the not the right. razor. Plenty of people do it, right? I mean, look at uh look at Amazon with the with the Kindle, right? Yep. Amazon will tell you they're selling that hardware at a loss. Why? Because they sell a metric bleep ton of 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 books and you know with the fire movies and other things through it and that that's what they're interested in selling they like, they like, they'd give the hardware away for free if they could and even more so Amazon don't care if you're using an iPad and and nope. reading it all on there like oh you just don't you just keep buying the books and buying the movies and they'll be happy yep exactly which is very strange and as I believe. Um, such smart people like John Gruber have pointed out a kind of scary business model for companies like Apple. Oh yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's, it's actually quite a scary model. Oh sure, because they actually, they don't care. Yeah, and that that's that's right. the scary thing about it. They're like, well, and, the, and, the guy and you have me to, started started how scary that is to your traditional brick and mortar retailers like Best Buy in this mm-hmm. country. Amazon are like. The crazy guy in the corner that you have to keep your eye on because you're just not sure what he's going to do next. Yeah, they're liable to do anything because they obviously don't care about making a profit. Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah, they, they don't care about hurting themselves. They have you're no. Right. They have no uh, fear for their own uh, well-being. No, nope, not at all. Um, you know, and their shareholders reward them for it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's the crazier thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, another example, kind of in this similar space, the the Google Chromebooks, right? These basically, you know, MacBook Air sized laptops, hundred and forty nine bucks, hundred and forty nine bucks for a laptop. Now, granted, the laptop just boots up and gives you like Google Chrome, and that's what you got. And like, you know, you're buying into Google's whole ecosystem, Google Docs and Google this and Google that, and Google the other thing and Gmail and whatever. But guess what? That whole time you're looking at Google Ads. I mean, it is, you know, the, it's like a laptop that's specifically designed to deliver Google Ads to you. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, it's it's brilliant when you think about it. Um, but, yeah, so... All of this is to, you know, is just to point out, uh, you know, I, I really, I said something about this on, on the site that's somewhat related to this on Minimal Mac. And that is, we don't do a good enough job of asking why. And so when we see these things, when we make these choices, when we, you know, when we have discussions about a 329 iPad mini versus a 199 Kindle Fire, right? There's always a reason why. These companies don't operate they don't make moves. They don't make choices and decisions that 
they haven't made without asking that, that question. And usually the answer to that question is all you need to know to make a decision about whether you should purchase this or not, right? But even more importantly, we oftentimes don't ask why when it comes to our own needs and desires, right? You know, uh, you you upgraded to the iPhone 5. Mm-hmm. Why? Um, because I, well, I wanted one. Um, I, it was a form factor that I was interested in. I felt that the iPhone needed it. And then I've got the, and yeah, so I've got that. I've got the fact that I wanted it, the consumer, uh, consumerism aspect. And then I have the easy excuse now where, um, I cover this stuff. Yeah. So you so kind of need that. to know about it. Yeah. Right? I get that. Um, being in the industry now, we anybody that is in any sort of media, technology media, gets to use that as their excuse, and it's a nice excuse sometimes. But I know it is right. just that, and really, it boils down to the fact that I wanted to to own one. Right. Well, and 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 I'm not knocking that, Mm-mm. and not saying that's not a valid reason or whatever. And it right? doesn't doesn't embarrass me in the slightest. Right. Um, the reason why I haven't upgraded to the iPhone five. Even though, you know, from, you know, all, you know, my contract would allow me to for, you know, no, no additional cost. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, is because I asked that same question and came up with a different answer, right? And that this is a question, the question of why, if asked regularly and answered within ourselves with honesty and introspection, will ensure that we have a life that is lived with purpose. It may not necessarily be a purpose that everyone agrees with, but at least it's one that we know, I made this choice for reasons that are comfortable to me and therefore can can move forward knowing that I, you know, I'm, I made the right one. Right. But I didn't just do it just because I didn't do it because someone else thought it was a good idea. I didn't do it because everyone else was doing it. I didn't do it because, um, you know, uh, just because I could afford, you know, I did it because of this, of this, you know, of this reason or these reasons and those made sense. And I think far too often we find ourselves, you know, um, you know, basically standing in line for things that we don't even know what we're standing in line for. But we're just standing in line because everyone else is standing in line and if everyone else is standing in line, there must be something good at the end of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Without even bothering to ask our neighbor, why are we standing in line? I mean, what you may find out is that that's the line for ass kickings. 
And the, everyone's standing in line to get theirs. Why? Well, because no one has bothered telling the person, asking the person in front of, front of them what they're standing in line for. They just saw the line and started standing in it because everybody was. And I, I, I think oftentimes a lot of, a lot of what we end up with, a lot of what with what we own. I mean, is for those reasons, right? Mm-hmm. And that, you know, if you're looking for a way to kind of reduce consumption, one way is to constantly have an have a good answer to the reason why. Or at least ask the question in the first place. Because if you can't answer the question, what's the point? Don't go down that path, right? Maybe you need to rethink. Maybe you need to rethink. Well, and, you know, I think I look at, God, so many people are like, you know, they want to change up their 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 task system, you know, their personal productivity system without, like, without at least picturing like what the end result will be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Without not only asking why they want to change, i.e. what's not working about what I have and trying to figure that out and trying to move from that standpoint. They haven't even figured out what they want out of this thing that they're not currently getting. Right. So it's not just the the beginning step of asking why. It's also the end result of what what would that picture look like when I'm when I'm down the road, and that the tension of those two things, those two things, will will decide your path, will guide your path at least. So, oh, I think we've probably burned up enough time with this episode, haven't we? I wouldn't put it like that. <laughs> Oh, well, I wish a tremendous amount of luck to Stephen. I'm I'm, like I said, you know, these are the sorts of things I think about all the time. And so for someone to have the bravery to, you know, to step up and face their face, their addiction and decide to take a kind of comprehensive step towards uh, doing something about it, more power to them. So, right. Patrick, you can be found on app.net. You are Patrick Roan there, P-A-T-R-I-C-K-R-H-O-N-E. Yep. Also That's at minimalmac.com. Mm-hmm. And people can email you at patrick at patrickroan.com as well if they would like to do that. That's correct. Um, I am on Twitter and app.net. I'm iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Enough. We will be back next week. And we'll and chat later. We will. Cheers. Cheers.